voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine With radio news from a national perspective Call in and format changes Sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today Your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests And featured segments And now here's your host, Bill Sparks Educate well, hello and good evening, and welcome to All Things Radio Seven Eleven. That sounds oh, like a oh, thank heaven. Yeah, that sounds like something Seven Eleven. I want a Slurpee. Yeah, you do. I was thinking about Seven Eleven and the boys' gym uh, when. Uh, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So coming right up, and so Jeff, you've already made me have two two uh, heart attacks here tonight getting this thing on. So um, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> well, I don't want to have a heart attack myself, but I may have in a few weeks after I have my dental implant. Bernie, good well, let's see. Let's do the panel first. We have Sean, we have Bernie, we have Gary, we have Chris, and Perry is not with us tonight. And Sean as well. And uh, Perry's busy watching some wrestling, I guess we call it. And uh, we'll say to everybody hello on the panel. And let's see what's going on this week. First of all, we'll start our news with our radio news. We've got Jennifer Sparks' call it our in format changes, and we have an interesting feature. It's a little longer, but I think you'll definitely like it. It's an interview with Gary Burbank on WAKY, the tribute site in, Saint, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, from 2005. Next up, my air check that I think you'll enjoy is Dr. Don Rose on, on WQXI, Quixie and Dixie in Atlanta, Georgia, from 1967. And finally, we'll travel to Truro, Massachusetts, and listen to radio station WGTX-FM with their classic its format. So all in all, a very busy show. And uh, I'll turn it over to Ber- Bernie. Bill didn't know about this, but I'll, I'll let Ber- uh, Bill talk about this, and then I'll ask you to know about this Indianapolis thing that, I'm, that I talked talk to Bill about on Wednesday. Go ahead, Bill. What was that, Jeff? Uh, uh, Bill, Bernie, have you ever heard of this building? But, and they said that Cumulus is well, yeah, they said that, they said that I don't remember moving. yesterday. <laughs> they said that Cumulus is moving to this building um, in, the, in, the, in the summertime or, or more towards the fall, and they called it the Stutz Building. I don't know where it is in Indianapolis, but... Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they're moving their okay. They're moving their facilities there, and I guess it, it's an old. It's one of the older buildings in town. It's been it's been up. It's been around since 1911, that, and they rehabbed the whole building for retail and office space and stuff like that. So sounds like something cumulus would so do. Who's, who's, who's moving to the stuff? Cum, cumulus. Cumulus. Yeah. W- oh, really? Yeah. WT. Wow. Was it W? Is it WTTS? That's the that's the station they own there. In, no, in, they no, don't no, own. No. They own WFMS, and. Um, Let's see. Uh, WJJK. Yeah. Right? They own WZPL. They own, uh, yeah, they own the AF1430. 939. Right? They own. Yeah. 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 Oh, 939, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll give them a nice large so space. I, 
I don't that and they said that building had something to do with NASCAR with car racing as well. I don't know because I'm not familiar with Indianapolis history, but that's what the radio report talked about this past week. Yeah. Does it have anything to do with Stutz Bearcat? That was a famous kind of car back in the way back in the early part of the century. I will go look that up. I'd forgot all about it after you told me. I mean, when you said 1911, I thought, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's obvious. I'm not. You know how it is, Bernie. When you forget, you forget. I've heard. I've I've heard how it is. Yes. Right. You've heard how it is. I have it to look forward to. And and it happens when when we were talking, and my roommate and I, we were talking about it when I was in college, about a lady we knew who worked at WJPZ who ended up going to CNN. And and he said to me, what's her name? I said, I know she was my engineer because we we had engineers at that time for a while. And her name is, and I couldn't think of it. Then when I went to bed last night, and I, about two in the morning, yes, I know it. It was Ann McDermott who worked at CNN uh, doing news at one point. So, Well, you never know. I mean... Well, if you can figure out a question, Bill and I were trying to remember the name of a couple of ballplayers about 10 minutes ago, and I had Miss A help us out on, and finally, then I remembered the second one. But, I mean, if you can ask a good question to Miss A, but you can't say, hey, who was my engineer in uh, college? She doesn't know. No, she's not going to know. But that's what they call, my sister said to me, that's what they call a senior moment, and and as you get older, you may have more of them. I said, don't even tell me that. I don't want to know that. That's true. You're probably right about that. It's true. Like those Watergate so, tapes, those eighteen-minute gaps. <laughs> go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead. So I, I left. Uh, I left the show early last week because of the uh, Pacer game, but I did listen to the podcast. And uh, a couple things I wanted to mention, uh, real quick. Uh, I thought the guy on uh, the uh, classic uh, rewind on on the Sirius XM uh, that you played sounded a lot like Chad Beach. <laughs> Oh wow! You know the guy, the guy who the guy who did that show on I guess uh, Channel Twenty Five. Just to me, he sounded a lot like him. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Is that the Chad Beach the, we know uh, from the Blind School? Yeah, yeah. That guy is talented, though. I mean, if you want somebody, oh, I know. I know. Oh my gosh, he's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got those 700 WLW people nailed, and he's got... I think he works even for Monty's station. Or he did. I don't know if he does. Still he does. does. But, he does, yeah. I've heard the name on there. Uh, he's, yeah. he's very, very, very talented. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. So did you like that new wave music we played last week, Bernie? Because that was different, uh, if I remember correctly. That was that first wave that we did. Oh, no. The, uh, 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 was that the no, it wasn't. No, it was wasn't. Classic Rewind. That's right. It was Classic Rewind. That, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that Tommy London. Uh, he, I think he was good. Um, the, the channel I've been listening to on Sirius XM, but I won't be featuring it. Uh, it doesn't have any radio announcers, but it's a good channel if you're traveling. Uh, and I was recommended to me by my sister. I always listen to what my sister says. That doesn't mean I always, uh, yeah. always do what she says, but <laughs> it's called Road Trip Radio, channel 301, if I'm not mistaken. So, if you like, if you like, it's a very, it's, have you heard it, Bernie, ever? No, I haven't, but um, I will. It's, I had a friend of mine named Bill Barron. He passed away a number of years ago. worked at WRW in Albany, and he used to have this thing where he would create these formats, and he'd call it Spasma 5000, and he, it was all kinds of music kind of mixed together. Well, when you listen to Road Trip Radio, you'll find that it's, it's, it's all different kinds of rock music. You might hear something in the 60s. You might hear, 
but it's mixed together in such a way that it really doesn't sound that bad, and it's good to travel with if you like. If you have to take a long trip and you're going somewhere, and you're in the car and radio reception and radio is just horrible to listen to on the road, you turn that yeah. channel on, you'll oh, find yeah. some interesting music to listen to. Back in the early two thousand. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that back in the early two thousands, Sonic uh, Drive-In had a thing called Sonic FM that you would hear oh, at yeah. restaurants. Oh, they were. Yeah, that and was great. That, that was, a great <laughs> that was yeah. you would they they would play stuff from the fifties to then. That was around maybe oh two thousand five or six, and they had jocks. You could wow. call them at eight six six Sonic and make a request. Um, but that was kind of an interesting format back then. I don't know when they quit doing it, but you know they'd say they mentioned promos for forty four ounce, you know, or whatever the. Uh, Route 44, that drink stall, and they'd, you know, okay, get some tater tots, you know, or whatever. But it was kind of cool. They, yeah, you know, they got they, some good tater tots. Yeah, yeah, they do, that's for sure. And, but, anyway. but that was a good sounding, it sounded very professional. I mean, like an actual radio station, they did a good job with it. Yeah, they had jocks. Is I've it better than Walmart.com? Walmart used to have a radio station, and they had radio announcers, too, but I think they got rid of the radio announcers, and it was and, Walmart radio. They had, you, you could hear it in the and, morning. <laughs> There was another one also for uh, bowling alleys, and you could call from your local bowling alley, and they would pipe it in, and they had jobs. You'd call in a request, and I think there was also one for skating rinks back in the 90s. Mm. Oh, food, yeah. Yeah. food Fan Miami wow. had a, a one. It was on SCA, but sometimes the tape would go backwards, <laughs> and uh, they had commercials, and uh, it was an interesting thing. It was just... Background music. Well, well it was funny. Talk. I was talking to a nurse. I had a doctor's appointment December 7th, and the Christmas music was on, and it was piped, you know, obviously piped in one of these loops in the hospital, and, and she's singing along with it. I said, yeah, but when when do you think you're going to, whatever song it was, Mary's Boy Child, when do you think you're going to hear that again? Oh, about an hour and a half, but I, I still sing along. I don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, what's funny, my, my, yeah. I, I'm getting a dental implant, and I've, I talked about this earlier, and I was at the dentist's office, and they were playing that road trip radio from Sirius XM on their music system in the office, and I said, that's pretty cool. I, you know, most of the time you hear either beautiful music or you hear a, a television set in the background with medical yeah. films. But, but this Our is religious cool. stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. And that, yeah. This was, pretty, this was pretty cool, so... So, well, Bernie, before we go to Jeff's award-winning news, do you have any news from Indy? I don't think I do. No, but I, I did want to mention one more thing from the show last week. Oh, okay. I love the show. I, I mean, it's so much fun to listen to the next day on the podcast. But uh, mm -hmm. the discussion about Chicken Man. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. Question was, the question was, could it work today? Right. And and I was screaming my answer, but you guys wouldn't hear me because I wasn't. No, <laughs> no, no. We, we don't hear you half the time when you're here. So you know, whatever. <laughs> I know it could it could not work today. There's no way a show like that can work today. And I mean, Bill actually said it himself because he was selling copies of it at his old time radio store. So uh -huh. no, it, it's just it's one of those things that. There was a time and a place for it, and it was great. It was funny. Dick Orkin is just incredibly oh, funny. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, if you listen to it, it's dated. Okay, it's dated for for the time that it was recorded. Right, but you know, I had his blessing. Exactly. He didn't care. He actually no. did not care. He said, "Buy it from Bill. You can get it cheaper and quicker." So, you know, 
I thought, whoa. I think that's great. That but, is excellent. Yeah. But he was but a yeah, rare yeah, exception. I just think that, that a lot of that kind of stuff in this day and age would not work. You know, no. it's like there are, t- there are TV shows that actually you can tell when they, when early on, they had sort of almost an old time radio feel to them. Right. You know, the way, yeah. you know, even Dark, even Dark Shadows yeah. uh, had, you know, they talked a lot when they didn't have to, right. but they did because that's what they were used to. And so I, I just think that's, that's a big difference. Yeah, and as the writers became younger, there was less dialogue. So all those people wrote for old time sure. radio back then exactly. too. So uh, that's why yeah. that was. Wait a and minute. That's I why just... when I hear little excerpts of comedies, you know, when you're watching something and they, they a pre- preview of a comedy, yeah. Kathy and I will say the same thing. They'll have a little joke or something, and then people are cracking up. That's funny. You know, I mean, our, our humor has all changed. You know, and the younger people yeah. have different humor than we do, and whatever. I mean, it's just. Uh, you know what's so what's so funny about that? You know what, yeah, that's what we, know. we think. Well, it's it's real simple, Chris. They're wrong and we're right. Correct. That's all. You, 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 yeah, as exactly. always, uh, Bernie, you're you're right. Yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> I found a new channel on my direct. What is that? What did I call it, Sean? Direct TV. Direct TV. TV. That I just true, installed, yeah. and it's called Justice Central or something like that. Central. It's. Yeah, Justice Central. It's all Perry Mason and Matlock, twenty-four hours a day. Oh, I, I like the, <laughs> Am I a That's desperate individual? Is. I was liking those yeah. old Perry because they've got real good audio on there. I mean, it's clean, clear. Yeah, it's real audio. good audio, and I like it's, that. It just came. It just came on uh, AT and Directory about a month and a half ago. It popped up like uh, about a month and a half ago, around the same time. They worked out their deal with Tegna, so uh, oh. they got their Tegna deal done. So it came on around that time. So it might be a sub channel on some Tegna stations. So I, th- I figured uh, I must be a desperate individual to watch that. But well, Homer Simpson would. I know that. Yeah. he loved that. Those are the only two shows it shows on their twenty. They'll show like. Two, ep- two or three episodes of Perry Mason, then two or three episodes of Matlock, and then they'll rotate and do like three or four more. Then they'll have the Matlock movies and the Perry Mason movies. Yeah, that's all, sh- you know, that's and all it, that is on that channel. And if you're into uh, audio description, uh, Hallmark Channel, their movie channel and their channels, they went to describe video on a lot of their programs now. And that's, that's really yeah. cool. So, you know... What can I say? But between yep. that and the sports and whatever the case may be, but that's that's totally different. That's getting it, off of radio. I can describe all those movies with my uncle in them. I can audio describe all those movies with go. my uncle in them. Yeah. Yeah. Don's <laughs> uncle is walking into the room. That's right. Walking yeah. in the room, but it's it's something. So but anybody, walking in the room. That award-winning news is coming Anything else, Bernie, before I go to the award-winning Jeff? Yeah, did, did anybody hear the audio description during the Grammys? No. No. Yeah, they, they had it. Uh, and the, the funny thing about it, it, it was obviously live, uh, but every, every once in a while you could hear a hum in the background. It's like, oh, yeah. What is, it's a bad mic cord somewhere. But, yeah, there was audio <laughs> description on the Grammys. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I knew there was. I I sometimes I it really watch. does help out. So... 
You yeah, know, it does. I used to joke about it and tease about it, but in some of these shows, it is nice to have some audio description. It's just not I think consistent. Any time you got it, it's good. Yeah, but it's not consistent. You, the big networks don't seem to use it as much. I don't think Sean would know more about that than I would, but they don't well, use I think it. They do. Do you? CBS does. CBS does a lot. Really? NBC does. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much every show that my wife watches has audio description, and she likes it. Oh, good. That's rare for a sighted yeah. person to uh, like that. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But they've got it to where it's not so blaring. You know, I mean, you can kind of hear it, mm-hmm. and it's not not as bad as it used to be. Maybe the day will come yeah, when they like Jaws and won't turn it off all the time when they work on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I know. Like Sometimes I get mad at Jaws now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good stuff. I'm, I'm glad we've got audio description. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a radio sure. description. Hell, <laughs> yeah. You'll get some radio, radio news. over here. I'm glad we got award-winning news. It's right. kind of dusty in my radio because I haven't turned it on in a while, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> so since since our trip to the pharmacy and all those forests and all yeah. that helped us out tonight, I'm glad. So we'll play Jeff's news now. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Bell Canada sells 45 radio stations, cuts 4,000 jobs. We have bad news from Sirius Satellite Radio, Beasley Media, and some more financial news from Odyssey, plus news on the street. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and the world of financing makes radio news. Let's start with Canada, our neighbor to the north, where Bell Canada, operating its radio stations under the iHeart brand or the license from iHeart, is selling 45 of its radio stations to seven radio companies. Maritime Broadcasting Limited will buy five radio stations in New Brunswick. Arsenal Media will buy seven stations in Quebec, while stations in Ontario will be split up among four companies. Whitehouse Communications will purchase four stations in Hamilton and St. Catharines. Radio Inc. buys three stations in Lindsay and Peterborough. My Broadcasting gets four stations in Kingston and Brockville. At press time, the terms of the deal were not disclosed. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. It's that time of the year when major radio groups begin reporting their fourth quarter revenue results for 2023. And in the case of Beasley, their revenue dropped 8.75% to $65.7 million. The revenue at the same time in 2022 was $72 million. Caroline Beasley, CEO of the company, said that the loss of revenue was due to the loss of income from political advertising and advertising. Another company feeling the effect of the economic impact this year is Sirius Satellite Radio, which has cut 160 jobs. Jennifer Woods, CEO of the company, says that they made major progress on the transformation of their business model. However, these cuts were necessary to keep the company in line with expectations. However, there is some positive news at Sirius Satellite Radio. They've just opened up a new artist channel called the Usher Channel, which is on Channel 79. With all the hoopla around Usher's performance on the Super Bowl, this certainly will be a very, very popular channel. In other news, Odyssey is making news with their prepackaged bankruptcy by selling two real estate properties in Boston, Massachusetts. The tower site for radio station WEEIAM, which broadcasts in all sports format, is being sold to American Tower Corporation for $3.5 million. Odyssey is also selling the building that houses its offices and studios in Boston, Massachusetts to a real estate developer for $7.5 million. Now let's take a quick look at find out what's happening on the street. 
Let's move a microphone to Los Angeles, California, where Marilola Media is making job cuts for their midday personalities at their radio stations. KDAY-FM midday personality BJ Butter has been laid off from the radio station. KDAY-FM broadcasts a hip-hop format. And we also understand that other midday hosts at the Marilola Media Group have also been laid off as well. Now let's move to Springfield, Missouri, where Summit Media has made a change to one of its radio stations. The radio station is KRVI-FM, which dropped its variety its format in favor of classic rock. The station is using the slogan, Classic Rock 106. Now let's move to Raleigh, North Carolina, where Capital Broadcasting has hired Megan LaFontaine to handle middays at the radio station. Megan LaFontaine previously worked in the market, a radio station WDCGFM, owned and operated by iHeartMedia as a morning co-host. Now let's move to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where Good Karma Media has added five new shows to radio station WTMJAM. The station broadcasts a news talk format. The new lineup starts off with the Farm Report from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., hosted by Pam Junkie out of Madison, Wisconsin. From 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., the morning news remains, hosted by Vince Vitrato and Eric Bilstead. The station has revamped its midday lineup with the political hour from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., hosted by Steve Scavitti. Jeff Sherman will host the Wisconsin Business Hour from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Wisconsin's Midday News will air from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Let's move back to Boston, Massachusetts, where John Garabedian is making news. He is purchasing radio station WJIB AM. They transmit on a frequency of 740 and its FM translator. The purchase price is $575,010. Garabedian will also sublease the land that the tower is located on, and that means that the station will have to move to a new frequency. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. In other news, Walmart is getting into the television business. According to reliable sources, Walmart is purchasing Vizio, the company that makes smart televisions. No comment from Walmart or Vizio at this time. If you are watching the Super Bowl this past Sunday, you're not alone. According to Nielsen Ratings, the Super Bowl had the highest ratings ever since it has been broadcasting on television. I only wonder if Taylor Swift might have made the difference in making those ratings so high. Finally, we at All Things Radio are saddened to report the death of longtime NPR host Bob Edwards. Bob Edwards was the original host of Morning Edition, and when he left Morning Edition, he moved to Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and he worked there for a number of years until he was let go. Bob Edwards was 76, and the cause of his death was cancer. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. I don't know if that audio is my headset. Or no, that, that was me. Uh, I had to use an emergency microphone because I had a bad uh, USB cable. That, w- that has been fixed, so that will be fixed for next week. So they won't, that was all my fault. So okay, well, I thought maybe my headsets were broke. No, that was that was me using a a Yeti microphone that was not quite working on the record mode and, and it's a defect in the microphone. So, But that will be changed next week. Oh, okay. But I was wondering, I thought, I did something wrong. No. (laughs) I can make enough on my own. 45 (laughs) radio stations get sold. 4,000-plus people lose jobs. How do we change the downward slope of radio? I'm asking the question. I don't think that there is an answer for this question, but I'm putting it out because I don't know what the answer is. Because I told my sister this. We were on the phone yesterday. I'm always talking to my sister about about radio, and she goes, "I don't know. I listen to Sirius XM." So uh, that I'll, doesn't help me anymore. When I, when I try to, uh, I'm, I'm I don't know. John Garabedian is still buying stations. Well, he's yeah, he's got to be seventy. He's got to be a little older, probably about eighty. I'm going to guess. Well, like I that. mean, and, yeah. and I and because I didn't have it at press time, he just sold. Um, he just bought the. Um, 
I'm sorry. There's a radio station that Bittner owned on the Cape uh, WBAS. Uh, it's an old yes. station, and that was bought out by the people you're going to hear on WGTX uh, FM, which is their okay. classic hits format. So, they're uh, the, that was the all fan- simulcast. The Cape, the one down the Cape, was simulcasting JIB and uh, the JTO up in Bath, Maine. Right. So they were all together, and so now that'll drop out of that little network, I guess. That's correct. So uh, the the, Bit- the Bob Bittner's family is uh, trying to get out of the radio business by selling right. all of his radio stations. Along with the Newhoff Communications, Beth Newhoff is running the company. They they got, they got rid of the stations in uh, Decatur and uh, Illinois. Well, now they're getting rid of the stations in Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, those are going to Saga Communications. So they're getting out of the radio business. So I don't know what that tells you. That's all I can say. Wow. Well, it'll be interesting to see what uh, whether he modernizes the format a little bit. I mean, I kind of like the way JIB is now. But I like John uh, H. when he ran uh, WMEX. He, I enjoyed that format. So we'll see, you know, what he what he might do with it. With it, I'm, I'm sure he'll make some changes. But uh, I like open house party. Smart. I like yeah, open house party. Party. I like I like party too. According yeah. to what, I, according to what I've heard, when they when they when he gets the W uh, when he gets the station on 740 WJIB, yeah. he's going to put that on the internet as well. That's that's what I've been told. Oh, so. well, that's a good thing. That'll be nice. So we'll be able to air check them at some point and put them on That'd the be air. Good. I've always wanted to hear that, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'd like to see how many small owners are going to get out of the business. I really believe – I've always – you know, my sister wanted to know, and she asked me – I always talk about her. We always, she said, what if they took all the radio stations that and, – and if radio is, is, in, is in such bad shape as it is – and put them on Sirius Satellite Radio and revamp the Sirius Satellite Radio and, and so that it would have radio stations on it. Well, I don't know if that would happen, but imagine if it, if it did happen. That'd be interesting, but I wonder if they would, they would make it be impossible for me to listen. Let's say I want to listen to oh, uh, uh, Bernie's station in, in, in Indiana, but because I'm in New York and I'm registered for New York, they won't let me listen to the Indiana radio stations. It'll be like cable, so I, I hope they don't do that. That would be horrible. But, yeah, you know, that would be. We can only hope that that things will get better. So I'll turn it over to you, Bill. Well, it's pretty interesting, but if we could all solve radio's problems, we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking. We'd have (laughs) plus jobs, and somebody would be engineers, and we wouldn't have technical problems, and they could solve all these problems. If I had the money, I'd be on the beach drinking those pina coladas in the Caribbean. That's what I'd be doing. (laughs) I'm right there with you, Jeff. (laughs) Gin and tonic is what you do. That's right, gin and tonic, too. I think the problem is a lot of these companies, they buy so many radio stations, they don't know what to do with them. Well, that's right. And that's why it's good that somebody like John Garabedian, he's going to keep, a, he's going to have a few, he's going to be paying attention. He knows about radio. He ran stations. He's been successful. You know, I mean, GTR didn't make it, you know, of course, but it was a 1060. And, you know, this isn't going to be prime uh, territory. He's going to be, he's going to try to, uh, maybe he'll try to grab an FM and do do something with that on the he's FM. He's got a translator. Yeah, you got to try but that's a little—it's a little peanut whistle, you know. But happen. do you remember the days that there was a guy that used to call the legend? He was out in Florida named Tim, and he kept saying, "Well, radio stations go back the old way; they can only have seven AM, yeah. seven FM." That's not—that's not a feasible business model. No, no, that's not going to happen. That—that that, that just can't, it can't happen anymore. It won't happen anymore. That's but I'd rather have John Garabedian in the in the field than Bell Media, who had forty-five stations that they didn't know how to run. You know, they're giving them to some, you know, selling to some of these Canadian, these smaller towns and whatever. Maybe some of these will will turn them around in some way and make them more re- relevant locally. Right. Oh, 
they they are at least keeping the stations that they have in Montreal and Toronto, Ontario. So we know that. So that's uh, that'll be. It's going to be interesting because they really took CFRB, which was a really good station, and they got rid of a lot of the local talk on it. And it sounds like all the other crap on the on, on the radio. So unfortunately, it is what it, it. As I as I say to Bill, it is what it is, Chris. That's all I can say. Yeah, you do say that. Yeah. Yep. I wonder what WEI is going to be doing. Who? They're going to. I think what they're doing because they're what the way reading between the lines, they were leasing that site. That's in Needham, actually just west of Boston, and I think they're leasing the site to American Tower, which means I think they're going to just, they are not going to have to own it. They will, the American Tower, they'll pay them some money, and, you know, the, the, I think that'll stay on, and the Boston, the probably those people won't move out of there. It's just they don't have to have the pain of owning the building and, you know, managing it. I think that's I, I, I believe one, well, they, can keep, they can stay in the building until they have they acquire new studio space, but that wasn't made totally clear. They they talked about that, but all that those details have yeah. not been. But that tower thing, I think that'll be fine yeah. for 850. I think they'll just stay there. EEI will just keep doing what they're doing on 850 forever. Yeah, that, that QL, yep. <laughs> until they yeah. shut it down. You know. I do project 1070 in Indianapolis will make a change this year. There will be a change it'll either go completely off the air or something will happen just what it'll a waste. be sold probably finally it'll probably okay, be sold this maybe. is your prediction prediction is wow. a sale but Write probably not Write to what we want it to be maybe it'll uh-huh. be my, a gospel my or, prediction is they're going to go 70s top 40 top 40 call it b107 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about if we get Jennifer just call me on the phone and she said she wants to hear Paul Carl Leonard and format changes. She did not her fans are writing. On the phone. Her fans are writing, though. <laughs> they're, they're writing. Hey, this is radio. You can make things up, can't you? You know, it must be that bad. When, I do all the time. <laughs> when, you know, when Jennifer come in the studio when we started out tonight, she said, do you know you're not on the air? I said, nope. But I said, check your... Check your device and you'll see Check your that local we're, radio and you'll see in a You'll see us in a second. So when she walked back, it was on. So yeah, I got to hear Big Bad John instead for three minutes. But we, we yeah. yeah, hey, whatever. But work. let's hear of Jennifer and her call letter and format changes. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 15th. WGMX FM 94.3, Marathon, Florida, changes format from silent to CHR. WLVK FM 105.5, Fort Knox, Kentucky, changes format from not available to religious teaching. KKTH FM 104.7 Bosque Farms, New Mexico changes calls to KNFZ FM WXLZ AM 1140 St. Paul, Virginia changes calls to WHNQ AM WXJX AM 910 Apollo, Pennsylvania changes calls to WJFA AM WCNS AM 1480 Latrobe, Pennsylvania changes calls to WJFG AM WHNQ AM 1570 Pennington Gap, Virginia 
changes calls to WSWVAM and changes format from contemporary Christian to country. KXITAM 1240 Dalhart, Texas changes slogan from KXIT Classic Rock to The Pulse. WPAXAM 1240 Thomasville, Georgia changes format from not available to adult contemporary. WTUF FM 106.3 Boston, Georgia changes format from not available to classic country. KRCK FM 97.7 Mega California changes calls to KVPW FM WLGW FM 100.5 Glade Spring Virginia changes format from not available to contemporary Christian and changes calls from WZQY FM to WLGW FM WRYU AM 1470 West Bend, Wisconsin changes format from classic hits to classic rock and changes slogan from 101.3 WIBD to 93.9 We Rock You WSBF FM 105.5 Pennington Gap, Virginia Changes calls to WWCD FM, WXZX FM, 105.7 Hilliard, Ohio. Changes calls to WWCD FM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. A lot of little changes. Yeah, uh, one little of those stations. Little market. Yeah, yeah. WTUF. I think I've done them in my streaming days in Georgia, and I see not a, a not available format to classic country, and all those classic country stations sound about the same, pretty much. But how far back you know. do they go? Just about the '80s. Is that about as far back as they go? Um, usually 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and then sometimes... Yeah, that's what most of them do now. You'll I mean, see some in the 60s. You'll see some in the 60s, 70s, and but that's very rare, and that's usually a specialized program. Somebody yeah. well-established in a market that that can do that. Otherwise, you just you just don't see that so much anymore. They don't play that music. Your small-town classic country stations may go farther back than, say, some of them that are in a bigger market, I've noticed. Like a small town, a little more, maybe. That's one thing in Indy. We don't have a classic country station, or we don't have any oldies stations. What I call oldies, you know, 60s, 70s. I don't believe so. Am I missing? No, we don't. I'm, we don't. We don't, but we do unless have plenty count, of gospel. <laughs> unless, you, unless you count that station in Brownsburg. Oh, if you could get them, you know, if you could yeah. get well, them. Well, you can get them on, on TuneIn, you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, you can get them yeah, there, but they put this yeah. new station on in Mooresville that kind of wipes them out. Yes. 
Oh, totally wipes them out. Yeah. Totally, and that's yeah. a bad station too. But mm-hmm. you See, know, I, I just whenever I whenever I think about radio stations, I, I don't even think about the FM dial or AM dial anymore. I think I think of my device. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's what a lot of people. Walter, what's going on with you? Well, I was just going to comment on the. Uh, I think you were talking about the classic country thing. Now, the one here in Des Moines uh, called the Outlaw. Yes, they do do the whole '80s, '90s, and 2K stuff, but they do throw in uh, some '60s stuff too. Uh, you know, like uh, well, and they also play you know like old Hank Williams stuff too. So, right. Oh. Well, you see those, but. Like, for example, in Indy, you've got a lot of, thanks, Walt, you've got a lot of gospel stations and three or four at least Spanish stations. And, you know, one of those could be devoted. And, shoot, we got some 50,000-watt stations like 107.9. I don't know if that station's ever changed lately in the past several years. Do you know anything about that station, Bertie W? What are they into? Well, they, they call themselves they call themselves the Mix. Yeah, um, and I don't I don't think they do all that well, but I think they do well enough to keep you know doing what they're doing, and that's the problem. You know, they're not going to yeah. change formats. But you know, unfortunately, you know when they first came on and how good they were, and well, they, I don't know if they were good, but they were a whole lot better. No, they weren't than they good are. because they were competing. They were competing against. Station I worked for at the time. Oh, okay. WBNS. That takes care yeah, of so that. They, they were not good. Okay. <laughs> they were horrible. I never, I never heard them, but I know they were horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know the worst they were station. Terrible. They were probably the worst station. You know, in Bernie. The whole country. Yeah. There was a mm-hmm. a guy that passed away this week. They were talking maybe it's a couple of weeks ago. I just saw it on Facebook. His name was Buddy, and here goes that. Last name not kicking in. <laughs> he worked at Wife, and he worked. He worked all over. He looked in New England. He worked oh, all Buddy over. Oh, Buddy Scott. Yeah, yeah, Buddy Scott. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was. He was a genius. He was a programming genius. He he worked for B ninety six in uh, Chicago. Chicago. He worked for DK. That's where I heard the name. Yeah, he, he worked all kinds of places, and he was an incredibly nice guy. Amazingly nice guy. I'm surprised Jeff missed that one. Jeff knows them all like that. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of I heard it. I didn't. I know. I know about it, but I didn't. I, it probably came in after I did my radio. This I'm very, very disappointed. I am shocked. <laughs> and oh, I heard him on B96 before. I've, I heard that's why I heard him. He did the morning show, I think, on B96. I remember in the mid '80s. Well, he was the program director. Yeah, but I think he was also on air at B96 a little bit, yeah, he probably a little was. briefly. He, he was on Weiss here in town, and uh, then he worked at WGBF in Evansville, which apparently was a powerhouse little Top 40 radio station. For it was back in the um, uh, 70s when I was going to college there. They called the River City Rocker at 1280. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were... See, they didn't, they didn't do that until uh, September of 75, and so I totally missed it. I think. I was in Evansville that summer, and then I went to Ball State, and I missed it completely. They weren't around too long, but I guess they were just really phenomenal. They were. And I remember bringing the Wolfman to Evansville, Wolfman Jack. And oh, then yeah. 
they transitioned they into old, live. Yeah. And now they've landed in the conservative talk, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's so funny. I never even heard an air check of them when they were the River City Rocker. I heard some stories about mm -hmm. them. I'm going to see what I can find on them. I remember them in person. They aren't even able to be told on the air, some of those stories. They had uh, <laughs> a, a studio with a with a back door. And, and of course, they were top 40. They were teenage girls all over the place, you know, trying to get in the studio. Wow. And, and there were some on-air people who were... Willing to let them, I would let them in. Yeah. We, we, you don't have to go any further, Bernie. We understand. <laughs> well, we're an American band that just been out, and they were inspired by that song. There you go. <laughs> sweet, sweet Connie. But that was station that was middle of the road, and then even below that, and then blew it into the River City Rocker. And that at the time, for AM radio, they was really... JPS. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it would be GBF, yeah. At, oh, yeah, I remember that quite well. And they never really made the transition to FM. They got some no. small rinky-dink station over in Henderson that had the tower pointed the other way, and they just didn't come in so well at 103.1, I guess it was. And so... Three and they, but yeah, the River City Rock. I remember them quite well. How about if we remember Gary Burbank? That's, That's right. right. Oh, I love Gary Burbank. Uh, well, you're, you're gonna right. love a lot of them because be Phil fun. has found a pretty good feature this time. This guy. This is gonna be fun. You know, kind of like Scott Wheeler. You know how he well he does with the Facebook page and keeps up on all that stuff. Well, this guy John Quincy. Actually worked in Louisville Radio, but subsequently went on to um, South Carolina. He went, you know, to South Carolina, Charleston, I think. And that's where he's at now if he's still broadcasting. And he devoted his life to, you know, WAKY, WKLO, and anything Louisville Radio. And even Lexington Radio, where he worked at some, and we've called on him before for some. So, and we may have done this at one point in time. I don't know. It's WGB. I mean, not WGBF. What am I talking about yeah. that? But 79 WAKY, of course. And you're going to hear all about Gary Burbank. And he's coming up from Memphis and where he came from. And. I think you'll really enjoy this piece. I hope you do anyway. Oh, it'll be fun. This will be really good. He is good. Here he goes. First question. Tell me about your broadcast career before coming to WAKY, where you started, stations you worked, where you were before Wacky. Well, I started in Lake Providence, Louisiana. I came in as a musician. I'd been a musician going to radio school because I'd played on a couple of songs that hit, and I got 52 bucks. 
And I thought, you know, I need something a little more legitimate than music. And I found something a little more legitimate than music. And it was radio. And uh, I did kind of enjoy watching the guys in radio school. I remember going to Junior Achievement as a kid and seeing these guys and thinking, maybe someday maybe. And it hit me and I did it. And I went to KLPL, a little station. And the uh, guy that ran it was a neat freak and uh, didn't have a great sense of humor. You had to hang your third class license on the wall. And I used to get a big kick out of uh, just taking a, a license and then just cocking it. And he would see it. He'd walk in that room and see it. And he'd run over to it and straighten it out. One time, evidently, when I cocked it, I got the string on too close to the end of the nail. And he ran over to it and pushed it back up. And it fell over about six stitches over his eye. I never told him. Yeah, he's probably dead now. I, I don't hope he's dead, but I don't want him to know. So, But anyway, my first day on the air, KLPL, I was accustomed to going to bed at 5 o'clock in the morning after playing music all night. And then uh, all of a sudden, now I'm getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And my first record I put on was, I think, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. It could have been someone else, but just for lack of anything better. Okay, so I go to work. I have my newscast pulled. I'm scared to death. First time on the air. Paper shaking. And Washington. No, I talk like this when I first got in the radio. I was trying to force my voice down really low. And so I did the newscast. I got through that okay. Whew, man, I didn't slept much the night before because I was apprehensive about going on. But it was okay because I never slept anyway. And so I, you know, I played the first record, put it on, got through with the newscast, records on, kind of relaxed at that point. <sighs> man, first thing's done. <clears throat> it's like being in a boxing match. You take that first punch and you, you're okay then. You're fainting and you're, you know, okay, okay. Now I see what's going on here. So I saw what was going on there and felt very relaxed and went to sleep. I mean, sitting in the chair, first record I played, went to sleep. So I woke up 45 minutes later, and the record is tracking. 45 minutes on the radio station. And I wake up and I look and I, oh my God, I'm going to be fired, my first record. And so I, I didn't know what to do. So I reached over and flipped the mic switch on and said, that was Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. And he went on, played the spot set. I had that lined up and everything. And I made up for all the time before anyone came in and no one ever said a word. And I realized then, you know what? No one's listening to this station. Hey, that's good. I can do anything I want. And that's where I learned to do characters and, uh, and no one cared because no one listened. But it was a good training ground. I went from there to my Monroe, Louisiana, nothing happened in Monroe. I can't think of anything that happened, except my son was born. Outside of that, uh, pretty uh, mundane. And then I moved to Jackson, Mississippi. I learned radio really uh, top 40 at uh, WWUNW1 in Jackson 1590. And then uh, I moved to Memphis to WDIA. I disc jockeyed on the weekends, worked with A.C. Muha Williams, Rufus Thomas. Rufus, to the day he died, I'd see him time to time when he was around promoting something, and he'd come into a radio station when I'm named, uh, you know, I'm named Gary Burbank at this point. Rufus comes in. Uh, Rufus Thomas. Yeah, Johnny. No, Rufus. <laughs> it's Gary. No, you're not. And he'd never call me that. He'd never call me uh, Gary. That was just it. I wasn't Johnny either, so I didn't, you know, didn't bother me that much. So uh, I worked at DIA, but then uh, I decided to get back into Top 40, so I went back to Jackson. Something opened up at WMPS in Memphis, I think five bucks a week more. But I thought it'd be a better springboard, so I went to Memphis and worked at WMPS where I had to go into the production room. I had to stay two hours, and I'd go in the production room to wait to see if he needed me. At some point, I was told by the manager... I think his name was Guthridge or something, and he said, uh, He talked like this, Arthur. You can't go in the production room because you're taking this man's time by talking. Okay, so I went out to the lobby and sat and would read magazines. Calls me back in. Well, we can't have uh, disc jockeys being seen in the lobby. Uh, disc jockeys are, are heard and not seen, so I went, you know, just yeah, get out of the lobby, please. Yes, sir. Only place left was a bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom, and I'd carried matches in there because people would come in. They'd apologize, you know, hey, I gotta take a dump, you know. Yeah, I totally understand. I mean, I 
I've taken one myself this morning already. So I just sit there striking matches and, uh, you know, hoping that, that I wasn't overcome. And uh, then I, I was approached by the people at Wacky, and I went in. And I thought, you know, well, I didn't really want to go because I'm from Memphis originally, and I kind of like being, you know, a moderate star in my own hometown, as we always see ourselves as that, maybe. And I said, okay, you know, so I better talk to these guys about this. Maybe something good. And so I did, and uh, go into Mr. Guthridge, and I said, uh, thinking about going to, uh, to Louisville at Wacky. Well, you know, Louisville is the asshole of the world. I'm thinking, you know, I'm sitting in here with a guy who makes me sit around to exposed assholes all morning, spouting off whatever they've been doing the night before, and it, it's terrible. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. And so I talked to everyone, got there, and was just enamored by the radio station and the people within. It was a great place and all the people there. I couldn't believe the camaraderie. I mean, uh, the way there was a war out there. There's a war. There's a war out there. And Wacky was at war with WKLO. I had to choose sides. Well, I had no offer from WKLO, so by God, I chose Wacky. They wanted me. And so I got in this war, and, uh, man, I jumped in that foxhole, and I knew that someone had my back. Because that's how that whole group was. We were friends then, and we remain friends, most of us, to this very day. And I can't say that about any other radio station I've ever worked. I mean, some good people. I don't think I've had an enemy in radio. But uh, Wacky was special. And the people there, the radio station was so special because of the sound and the group of people that worked there on the air and off the air. It was just uh, something very special. I can't put it quite into words, but uh, I don't want to use synergism. But uh, we all together pulled it off and uh, loved doing it together. And we're happy with each other's success. And to this day, I think still feel the same way. Did your own air act change when you come to Wacky? How, uh, how do you think it evolved during your time there? Well, uh, I've heard this story about the Gary Owens thing. And yes, uh, I did get my name from Gary Owens. And yes, I profusely apologized to Gary from, for ripping him off. But it was sort of a parody at the time because what it was, I did a character when I was at WMPS as, this is Gary Owens. And Gary Owens was my announcer. And so either Bob Todd or Johnny Randolph or Dude Walker we were all sitting around. They said, you should do that all the time. And when I first got there, I did Gary Owens as me. I mean, I was Gary Owens because I was Gary Burbank of beautiful downtown Louisville. And my mom would tape all of the audio. Oh, it was audio tapes in on uh, Laugh-In because they delayed it on Wave TV till Saturday night. So I would use all their material on Friday. And people would hear the show on, that must be the guy. Because I heard that. He just said that yesterday. And to this day in Louisville, people say, well, you were great on Laugh-In. And I just now say, yeah, thanks. But it was Gary Owens. <laughs> so, but uh, Gary Owens to me is one of the finest men I've ever met. What a great mind this man has. I mean, people see him and think he's just the announcer on Laughing, which was great in itself. But uh, you ever sit down with him for an hour and listen to him, you compare him to Jonathan Winters, uh, Robin Williams, anybody you want to put out there, Gary Owens will stand right next to them and shine. And so I was doing Gary Owens on the air. In fact, they even had me, this I think was Bob Todd, and I wore these glasses like Owens wore, but they were just the frames, just had the frames on. And I used to have to put my hand to my ear as I was talking. And for some reason, I'm talking like this now, now I'm lifting my hand to my ear, and you'll notice I'll go into more of an announcer phrase every time I get into this now, I am an announcer. I have my hand at my ear. So that's how Gary does that. Just kind of automatic when you lift your hand to your ear and start talking, try it sometime. But of course, after about a year of doing Owens, I kind of slid into doing myself, which was a combination of Owens, and our 
aren't we all sort of a combination of the people that we, you know, worship as great broadcasters coming up between Gary Owens, uh, Russ Knight, the Weird Beard, and people that I've been listening to. Buddy Carr, one of the 15 Buddy Cars I listened to at KWY Little Rock. I kind of grew up thinking that's the way you should sound. And if you can take all of those people, put them all together, and then you kind of come out with a whole new person. And you may seem to lean toward the one that you felt closest to, and that would be Gary Owens for me. What was Johnny Randolph like to work for? For Johnny Randolph to work for as a program director was sort of like working for your cousin, you know? Because you knew you could always have sex with your cousin. Not that I ever wanted to have sex with Johnny, but had he been a woman, I think he could look pretty nice. Not that I even thought about that ever before. <laughs> Not even once. This first time it ever came up in my mind. He was kind of like the person that you felt very comfortable around. You know, you can say things in front of your cousin. You can't say in front of a sibling because a sibling will run and tell mama. Well, cousins are usually okay with that. Johnny was the kind of guy that made us all feel together. Why do you think you got that many egos in a building and there was no clashes? I don't think there was ever a single clash of radio personalities in that building. I can't think of one. There may have been one I didn't know about, but as uh, far as I was concerned, it was Johnny who really maintained that kind of relationship with all of us. I know he knew me, and uh, if he had not been a program director, he'd have made a great psychologist because he knew me easily. He figured me out like he told me once. He's your kind of guy. You know, I get a little excited. Moody used to say, he's, a, he's an excitable boy. And, yeah, and so I'd go back and like, are the ratings out? And Johnny's like, if they're not good, yeah, they're out, let's see. Somewhere around here, I don't know. Look under that stack of books over there. Then I'm thinking, well, you know, if they're under that stack of books over there, then uh, we're not at death's door, so it's not that big of a deal. And he knew that the way to get to me was not put pressure on me. I work much better without pressure. I would be, in baseball, the worst clutch hitter in the game. And so... I would, I'd be fine. And uh, my whole idea was go in that day and that day, do the best show I could and leave tired, but not too tired. You know, just, just leave it right there in the control room as far as what I had to say. And if I did something I thought was very funny on the air, I run back to during a break or something. Hi, John. And uh, I, even though I didn't hear what you did, I could tell by the look on your face. It was like you were a puppy and you'd come back and I would pat you on the head and you would like... Okay, okay. And run back and try to top what you just did. So he analyzed me pretty well. That's kind of how I am. I mean, like any, I think, entertainer, if you're performing before an audience and you get some reaction, you want to do some more. If the audience is like, boy, when's this going to be over? You're thinking, when's this going to be over? So he had us all really into it by not overreacting and not really underreacting to He kind of put us all in the same place, and we were able to get along. And uh, I think that is a major attribute of Johnny Randolph as a program director, to take the diverse people that he had and make them all friends. And somehow, and I have never worked at a station like this since, where we all to the last person got along and not just got along but regarded each other as lifelong friends tell me a little bit about some of the guys you work with uh bill bailey well your old duke of louisville your old duke of louisville one of my favorite people in the whole world i guess the best way i could say anything about bill and i guess the highest compliment to me he was i mean absolutely is is great bailey uh <laughs> where i did characters on the air i would do character voices i would do uh impressions and things like that you know i wanted to do a character i'm an actor Bill Bailey was a character. He was an absolute, by himself, standalone individual that everyone wanted to be close to. Everyone wants to sit down and have a beer with Bailey. If you put in Louisville, who do you want to have a beer with? Bill Bailey, President of the United States, uh, King of the World, whatever. Bill Bailey would win every time because he's the kind of guy you want to listen to. I would get up in the morning and race to the radio to turn it on. And I'm not really a radio pig. Most guys will tell you. I don't mean that in a detrimental way. I mean, I was more into other things 
things, but uh, I was a listener, and I would turn Bailey on and be just thrilled just hearing him every day, not knowing exactly what he's going to do next. And I love the guy to this day. And uh, uh, what can I say? Dude Walker, wh- what pipes? He was one of the first guys I heard on the air when I came to Wacky, and I thought, man, I better get my voice together. Now, dude was great. He was uh, personable. What a laugh. He had a laugh that no one else close. When he laughed, everyone knew who he... I'll tell you a good story on that. We were at uh, the Shelby County Fair, I think they call this, and I remember this. This is 35 years ago, maybe. And dude was a little nervous about being in this little show we went into. A little backstage type uh, tent. Uh, how can I say this? Okay, the main performer had the ability to pick a quarter up off the stage without using her hands or her feet. Okay? So when she performed this marvelous act, this great feat of dexterity, dude breaks into <laughs> I'm not close. And, of course, he's been trying to remain sort of anonymous all night so no one would see. And about three people turn around. Hey, Dude Walker! And this guy, he turns red runs out of the tent. He was just ashamed that he was caught there. His laugh got him caught. But Dude's a great guy and uh, love him a lot. Still do. We're both from Memphis, in fact. Next! County Calhoun. Uh, County and I never worked together. We're best friends, uh, but we actually never worked on the same station at the same time. And never have. But uh, I hold Coyote in high regard. I just wouldn't in a million years imagine Coyote being able to run a radio station. But he's one of the best at it. Mason Lee Dixon. Mason Lee was, uh, we all pretended to be hippies. We all pretended to be intellectual. We all pretended by growing hair and going to, you know, hippie things and hippie places. We were doing it to get laid. Mason Lee was for real. And it made you a little nervous because you knew he was smarter than you. No matter, you know, how cute you could sound or whatever, Mason Lee could see through all of it. And he was a, a great guy, great pipes on the air, very articulate. He was a guy who could really intimidate you if you listened enough, and I did, and I was always intimidated. Not, not so much in a bad way. I mean, in, in a good. Can you be intimidated in a good way? Mason Lee can do that to you, and he's not afraid of it. He's not afraid of saying what he wants to say. Mason Lee one time uh, asked me about a radio station somewhere. This is way after uh, wacky days, and I told him what I knew about it. And he said, "You know, I haven't been fired from there yet. I'll try to get on <laughs> because he was going to say what he's going to say, and you're not going to stop Mason Lee from uh, stating his opinion if you want to." But if you want somebody that could really go on and get you an audience, let him go on the air and say what he's got to say. You just better have a team of lawyers standing behind him because he's going to say it. Uh, Bob Moody, my oldest, I guess out of two people in the world, Bob Moody, my oldest and dearest friend. Uh, Bob and I, again, we worked at CKLW. I'm sorry. CKLW. Together. But we never worked uh, together after that. But we, you know, we hang together all the time. We were seeing each other a couple times a year, three or four times a year in uh, different places. And we make plans to, you know, go on vacation, that kind of thing thing together. Cosmic Bob is how I first knew him. <laughs> and I laugh when I say Cosmic Bob because Bob is anything but cosmic. Bob is uh, president of the Boswell Society. And when I say that, this is a society that admires Shakespeare and Boswell. And uh, it's kind of a highfalutin kind of thing over in England, you know. And Moody's over here, damn disc jockey from Arkansas. And he's a president of the Boswell Society. Sheriff, I've never even been there before. You'd be flying, And suddenly, it's Bob Moody. If they'd only know. He was a wacky DJ. Reed Yaden. I never really knew Reed Yaden. He did save my life once, but I didn't know him well. That's because Woody Stiles was flying a plane, Lynn King and myself in the back, and uh, Reed, as a pilot, knew something about what he was doing. And Woody, I love Woody. Woody, uh, one time when I'm on the air, he ran in during a break and said, Gary, can I borrow your socks? My socks? Yeah, I got a meeting. <laughs> so I looked down to see if I had some. And that day I did have some socks, and Woody borrowed my socks, ran out. And that in itself is kind of Woody, you know. And uh, so Woody's a pilot of the plane, and we hear the message about him clearing some certain area because there's another plane coming this way. Woody acknowledges it's okay. 
turns back and keeps up with the conversation we're talking. I've forgotten exactly what it was. So uh, he's going on, and this goes on for two or three minutes. And I'm thinking, well, I guess he did what they told him to do, although I didn't see him push a button. Maybe he did it with his foot. Yeah. I'm sure what he did what they told him to do. And about that time, Reed Yaden says, hey, Woody, you're going to acknowledge it and do whatever he said to do. And uh, Woody says, oh, yeah. And he turns the plane, <laughs> thinking, wow, glad Reed's here. But that's really, I didn't know much about Reed, but that's about it. Lee Masters, another old dear friend, and Lee has done so well, and we're also very happy with Lee. And some of the people that I know uh, see Lee as a guy who uh, is the president of the Southern California ACLU and cringe. I think it's marvelous that he's done something like that and is in that driver's seat that he's in because uh, he's a level-headed guy. Lee is a level-headed guy and is going to do the right thing. Now, you may have political ideology that says uh, anything they do is wrong, but if you talk to Lee for an hour, you're going to come around to his way of thinking if you're listening. And uh, crazy about Lee. What made Wacky such a big success? What made Wacky the success it was, I think, is what I said. It was a great place to be. You woke up in the morning, and if you did afternoon drive, man, I've got two hours before I go to work. What'll I do? I'm going early. People would say, you're here at 10 o'clock in the morning. I had a nice apartment. I drove a Cadillac. Yeah, I did, but I wanted to be in that radio station because that was the place to be. That's where all my friends were. And I think everyone else felt that way, too. And you wanted to perform for your friends, not just to beat the other station, but to just be good. And I think everybody at Wacky, the manager, the program director, we all took that to heart. We all worked together, partied together and that's why it was such a great success sure you're going to have stations that work together and party together and are not as big a success but wacky seemed to have the right people i can't tell you how i'm not a program director i did that one time uh, in fact you had, why did you leave wacky and win okay i'll tell you why new orleans I had gone to school in New Orleans. I had been there two or three times, had this love affair for New Orleans, and this job opened up at WNOE. And they wanted me to do mornings, but I thought, well, you know, I need to get into programming, I guess, not realizing what it was. <laughs> what I wanted was I wanted a big office and some ferns and a couch, you know? I wanted a big, soft couch, and I wanted it in the French Quarter. And my mind was reeling when I thought about that, me in a big office, because when I was there before, like the Jimmy Buffett song, going to uh, school and living, I used to ride the streetcar on St. Charles out to, uh, to Liberty, and I would have to actually go into the convenient food store and buy the banana and steal the tuna fish. And now, suddenly, I'm coming back with a big office, ferns, and a couch. I can eat at Pascal Manelli's. You know, so I was happy about that. I wanted to go there, and I did it. I lasted about a month as PD. Although I was still PD, they wouldn't take it away from me, but I delegated everything. But I didn't delegate the couch, the ferns. And a big desk. So we just got to party in there all the time. My guys would come to me at night and say, you know, I need a place to smoke some pot. Well, I usually smoke it in my office. <laughs> and so it was it was a pretty wild. But we used to, you know, we were just kind of crazy people. It's a good radio station. I have to say that, man. Some really good people. If they'd had a decent PD, it could have been a lot better. But I wanted to go there. Lynn King came with me. Lynn, my oldest and dear like brothers. And some other folks. Uh, Jason O'Brien came in. Marty Bass, another guy who I'm like a brother to. And he is to me, too. And uh, we all went down together to have an adventure in New Orleans. So why did I leave Wacky? I wanted to have have an adventure in New Orleans. And I did. And then I moved on. Tell me the story about the famous Gary Burbank shooting incident on your last day. Yeah, the last day on the air, I wanted to uh, I want to do something different, you know, like any day. And the last day, I thought, okay, I'm going to pretend to be shot on the air because I'm kind of a pinko. To this day, people regard me as that, although I'm really not. Maybe a pinko about some things and not about others. I'll have this irate right-wing KKK come in and shoot me on the air. So to pull this off, we better shut the curtains. And we did. See, we were right there where people could come 
right by and see what was going on inside. Now, if I was saying that I'm being shot on the air and some do-good Samaritan is walking by the window with, you know, 9mm or something, and if it just so happened that one of the sales guys had walked into the control room, he may have mistaken him for that and said, oh, he's killing Gary. Boom! You know. So we we shut the curtains, and uh, I think uh, Johnny notified police. I'm not even sure about that. Yeah, the phone's ringing off the wall, people going crazy and all that kind of stuff, and uh, Lee Masters supposedly holding me in his arms saying, goodbye, Gary. Gee, I've always wanted to do afternoon drive. Yeah, you have to kind of hear the whole thing. But it took a long time to work our way up to it. I started talking about it at 3 o'clock about this irate guy calling, and then he's calling again at, uh, you know, 3.15, and it kept building until you saw... You notice, too, it, he didn't shoot me until uh, my shift was over. So that was a dead giveaway right there. So I was shot, and I died and went to New Orleans and had an adventure. Well, there wow. you go. Hope you like that, Jeff. <laughs> no, I, oh, love I loved it. it. I love that. Good radio stories. Love it. Uh-huh. Uh, That'd be a good air check for you to get, Jeff, him being shot on the air. That'd be great. Yeah. I wish I had it. I do have an air check of him in Jackson, Mississippi, though, so we'll have to play that sometime. He also worked the WLW, too. He, he also worked the WHAS, so he made his way around. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't mention WLW. And yeah. if you notice that interview, he was asking, he was asking himself the questions. questions. Right. So, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And he would, he would make them up, so you know how that interview was going to go. But <laughs> it went pretty well for him, yeah. Actually, if you heard him on the air, he was just like he was in that interview. There was... No fake Absolutely. about that. I mean, there is no, he's unfiltered. That's exactly how he was. He, and he would make light of it and, you know, he would go on and, you know, he could talk about right-wing people today and he, I mean, you you wouldn't get mad at him. I mean, just the way he did it, you know, he just. Yeah, I agree. Remember when they yeah. had that thing about WLW and, uh, and J-Corps, and we did that thing, and he was talking about the fact that his daughter said to him, please, please, Daddy, I don't want to go to another high school. I'd like to be able to graduate and have some friends where I am. And, and he stayed in, in Cincinnati in uh, WLW because of, you know, of his daughter, and his daughter, his daughter meant enough to him that he said, I'm not traveling anymore. I'm going to stay here. And that's what he said in that interview. I remember that very well. And he's. He did stay I, uh, there for a long time. I had a chance to uh, to visit Wacky when Joe Elliott was working there, and uh, it was kind of a fun radio station to visit too. So, you know, it was just kind of cool. You, well, I'd get some air checks. I've got some of Joe Elliott on the air at Wacky. So. Yeah, he he was uh, Bob Moody was in charge at the time, and uh, they were an oldie station. And uh, I went down to visit Joe, and we went to the station, and uh, it, it was it was great. Remember when Joe came back to WIFE uh, when they were news talk for a little bit? Did no. some weekend shows? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Good, your memory's kicking in. Good. It's yeah. No, yeah, he did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he did. I mean. They've been drinking at the time. I well, don't know. Could have been. You could have been impaired. I don't know. But Gary yeah, Birdbank was was a great. And you know, we featured Johnny Randolph before. He was a good one too. Oh yeah. Uh, it's kind of sad to kind of hear him at the end. You know, when he was. But Johnny Randolph was a good one. They had a lot of good people on that station. 
in 790, they had a good signal, 5,000 watts. You could, back in those days, you could get WAKY in Indianapolis. But yes. yeah. it's not so good now. But No, and it, you wouldn't want to now. No. no Was I WKLO think, also like a personality station, or did they were sort of more of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they or, were too. But their signal was yeah, They were really, rivals. They were big-time rivals. Yeah, they and were. The guy who worked at WKLO named Lee Gray, who uh, also worked at WMCA in New York. And Remember the British was, guy we had, Ken Douglas, from W. KLO, we had him, and he he worked there, and that was all the rage at the time. Anybody from the UK, yeah. So, yeah, we've we've had Ken Douglas on before. Of course, he went on. He's out in California now. But but Gary Burbank, he worked at WLW for a long time. Oh but yeah, before, he worked at WHAS, but. He shows he always worked the afternoon shift usually. But yeah, that WAKY back in its day, it, you would have loved hearing them on the internet. They would have. It was legendary. Yeah. I understand WAKY is now a sports station. Yes. I think, yes yeah, they're card. I think well. CRD or something. They, they, Cardinals the, radio, they call it, but they don't even have the Louisville games, so it's a kind right. of a goofy situation. But right now. WAKY is actually on the air at 103.5, and they've got another FM translator, and then they've got one, an AM station they took over at 620 in Louisville. So WAKY is not, they've not got gone. a presence in Louisville. Yes, they do. Now, their oldies have been kind of updated, you know, typical, you know, but they've been around for a good number of years. They probably don't have, they do with the translator now, but they didn't have the best signal into Louisville at 103.5. Good, good station, though. All right, Jeff, I think you've got something coming up here. Right. It's, uh, this is Dr. Jones, uh, Dr. T- Dr. Jones, Dr. T- Dr. Don Rose on WQXI in Atlanta. I don't have the date on this, uh, but we'll I think work you'll... work on that. Well, Chris will something... take care of that. Yeah, you'll take care of that. We'll try. Yes. We'll try. But I think you'll enjoy this air check. This week in my classic air check segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to 1967, June of 1967 to be exact, and we're going to listen to a radio announcer who we haven't heard in a long time. His name is Dr. Don Rose. He's not in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, nor is he in San Francisco, California. This week, we're going to hear Dr. Don Rose on radio station WQXI AM from 1967. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy Dr. Don Rose on radio station WQXI AM from Atlanta, Georgia, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Here he is, Mr. Personality, Dr. Don Rose! 606 AM in Atlanta, Georgia. A town so healthy they had to shoot a man to start a cemetery. I mean, where else in the whole world could you drive on I-75 for 10 miles and never leave the scene of an accident? John, Fred, and the Playboys, because it's Monday morning, or as we call it around here, Tuesday 8, and when she took off her glasses, I made a spectacle of myself. You devil, you. John Fred and his Playboy band, Dr. Don Rose at WQXI in Atlanta, Quixie and Dixie. 
I should have had my glasses along last night at the Par 56 golf course on the Marietta Highway. Friends, I was out there for WQXI's hole-in-one contest, and believe me, I shoot golf in the 80s. Gets any warmer, I don't play. I play golf for my health, and believe me, low scores make rules feel good. I feel good. Matter of fact, it's a beautiful day today. Gonna get up to in the low 80s. The temperature now, 66 degrees. Joe Kelly and I, uh, after the uh, par 56 golf course last night, went on to have a little dinner. I don't know what this place is coming to around here. First topless go-go dancers, and last night, friends, I was served by a topless waitress. No brain at all. 79 WQXI. With 24 hours a day worth of fun-packed entertainment for young Atlanta. WQXI in Atlanta with apples, peaches, pumpkin pie, and everything but mom and motherhood thrown in. All brought to you this morning by the Atlanta Fire Department. You come to our fireman's ball, and we'll come to your fire. You open the door, you touch a steering wheel. Not just any steering wheel, but a steering wheel that moved out of your way just to let you in. A better idea you can get from Ford Motor Company. You turn the key, not just any key, but a reversible key. You could work it in the dark if you had to. A better idea you can get from Ford Motor Company. You step on the gas, you grab the stick, not just any stick shift, but a select shift. Shift through the gears manually or shift automatically. A better idea you can get from Ford Motor Company. You hear music, not just any music, but high-fidelity stereosonic tape music. A better idea you can get from Ford Motor Company. Open the door, sit in the seat, turn the key, and go. You're not driving any car. You're driving a better idea car. A 67 car from Ford Motor Company. At your Ford or Lincoln Mercury dealer, where the better ideas are. idea last night so I took my Ford down to the kitten's corner waitress was saying cigars cigarettes banana peels banana peels that's the latest kick these days Red Jones swears he saw one of the long-haired freaky people in a Winn-Dixie supermarket with a banana peel he says hey man how about a refill Dr. Domrose the funny DJ floats the jokes right down the drain first time I heard this when my left ear fell off the turtles happy to get it Happy? I'm a stag. Happy together and trying to wake up together at 617 WQXI Secret Student Time. And by the way, one of the Quixie Secret Students was Pam Harasti of Decatur High School. Vicki Gatlin won a transistor radio by spotting her, and it's as easy as that. Ask every student you meet, are you a WQXI Secret Student? In the mid-1700s, Benjamin Franklin successfully flew a kite during a storm and thereby prove the existence of wind. Now, Quixie wants to prove you can be a winner. Head for your nearest Sinclair service station and pick up a free Falcon Backbook. Then you may win cash and prizes on Quixie. Sometime this month, the U.S. population will go over 200 million. Of course, with Davey, Danny, Kelly, Jamie, and Johnny, you have me to thank for my part in this great event, friends. Yes, sir, the population explosion made a direct hit on our house. Yesterday, my wife stopped at a perfume counter and asked for repellents. Heavy, heavy stuff. Society's child at 621 WQXI Secret Student Time. This is Dr. Don Rosen. Speaking of heavy, I think I figured out how to keep LBJ from starting any new Vietnams. We're not going to start any new wars till we get the old ones paid for. <laughs> 
And as I told Don Carl, if that doesn't work, we'll make everybody fight in the nude. I figure without uniforms, nobody will know who the enemy is. Hi. Oh, hello, honey. Have a hard day? Oh, I just want to sit down, take it easy for a minute, and... Monica, the drapes. What happened to the drapes, Monica? I was kind of hoping you wouldn't notice. Wouldn't notice, Monica. They shrunk. Well, they were a little dingy, so I put them in the washing machine. Monica, why didn't you call Morgan Cleaners? They have this adjust-the-drape process that not only cleans your draperies, but also keeps them from shrinking or stretching. Guaranteed. Oh, well, I didn't know. And Morgan Cleaners will come out, take down the drapes and cornice boards, clean them, then rehang them for you, dear. Oh, come on. Oh, honey, come on. Now, it's not that important. Just remember, next time, use Morgan cleaners, huh? But I I washed the wall-to-wall carpet, too. Yes? It's a throw rug now. Uh (laughs) Morgan cleaners, drapery and corners board specialists will be delighted to give you a free estimate. Call Drake 71731. Morgan cleaners. On Quixie and Dixie, I think we're alone now. I says, how about a scotch and sofa? And she says, no, I'll have a gin and platonic. You'll never be alone with Quixie and Dixie and Dr. Donald D. Rose. And Rosie, good morning as we get out the birthday book and check the Virgos. Betty Jones of Doraville, John Peatman of Shambly, Georgia. Vandiver, Sally Vandiver of Buckhead, Francis Allen of Sandy Springs, Mary Beth Connors of Forest Park, Helen King, Brett Harris, Kent Bankhead, and Gracie Bell, all of Atlanta. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you, Dr. Don Rose, up your nose. I was thinking about having my voice cultivated, but I think I'll have it plowed under. Good morning, the Quixie weather word, cloudy and warmer. This is WQXI Atlanta News. The banks look at a new discount rate. Dan Alexander has that story this morning. The valuation of the British pound over the weekend didn't catch Atlanta bankers by surprise. One local banker said he didn't feel that the devaluation would have an immediate effect on Atlanta. The banker's statement came after Britain dropped the value of the pound sterling from $2.80 to $2.40. The bankers may have a different appraisal this morning when they get the news that the Federal Reserve Board has hiked its discount rates to banks from 4% to 4.5%. Dan Alexander, WQXI News. Meanwhile, this note of confidence this morning from Federal Reserve Board member Clark Faber. The Federal Reserve Board expressed its confidence in the basic economic and financial strength of the United States and pledged to do its full share in maintaining the soundness of the dollar both at home and abroad. Former Alabama Governor George Wallace was met by a series of heckling receptions yesterday and last night during his visit to New Hampshire. The well-known pedologist says that he has little use for Georgia's county work camps and doubts their practical and rehabilitative value. Atlanta 4, Chicago nothing in baseball last night. Tonight, a twilight doubleheader scheduled for 6 o'clock. California downed Atlanta Chiefs in soccer action 2 to 1. This is WQXI News, the Morning Chronicle. It's a queen. Good morning with Dr. Don Rose. 6.35 in the early bright, and I was just reading in the Atlanta Constitution this morning, the wholesale price index went up 1.6% last month. There's only one thing to do, friends, buy retail. Blues Magoos with DDR at WQXI 6.39, secret student time. The perfect gift for the man that has everything. <laughs> Penicillin. <laughs> What goes, ouch, 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 ouch? Sophia Loren playing the accordion. 
If you enter the Quixie McDonald's Tennis Topper Fun Contest, you may be the big winner of the new Mustang 2 Plus 2 Fastback. WQXI is busy tabulating ballots now, and Quixie will announce the winner of the fabulous Mustang the first week of October. Barring technical problems. Sure, it's right down the hall, first door on your left. And Quixie and Dixie has a final score on that encounter. It was Snoopy, 74, the Red Baron, 29. The Red Baron's out walking his pet rat this morning around the Quixie Studios because it's a beautiful morning. A Dr. Donald D. Rosie, good morning, going up to the low 80s today. Sex, nature's way of saying hi there. Hi there. Hi. You my American Motors Rambler dealer? Surprised? No, ma'am. Sir. Ma'am, we're doing surprising things. Yeah, things. Look at this ambassador. Motor Kid Magazine says this about our popular priced ambassador. In performance, rotability, and overall quality, it's become one of the outstanding cars in its class. I love you. And this ambassador sells for even less than the low list price. Look. Yeah, look. In a surprise time deal on a 1967 ambassador. See your American Motors Rambler dealer. Yes, yeah, see. 79 That's Keith. And if it all works out, we're going to pitch in and buy him a last name. We'll find out tomorrow when Bob Todd previews the brand new survey. 647 at WQXI in Atlanta, secret student time. As the Don Rose Show salutes Dr. J. McDowell Richards, the WQXI Atlantan of the day. Dr. Richards was recently named the 22nd Man of the South. Uh, man of the South. There are three things in this world. Things don't get no better than my mom, my flag, and Dr. Don Rose. A little bit of soul, which is the life story of Kahuna Stew. He's got so much soul, his shoes squeak, friends. Quixie and Dixie, Dr. Donald T. Rose of the morning time. Or the show that asked the question, did you wake up grouchy this morning, or is she still in bed? Trading differences were never lower than they are right now at John Smith's Chevrolet. Here's proof. Well, you can trade a 65 Corvair on a brand new Chevelle Malibu and get loads of extra equipment and pay less than $1,000 difference. <laughs> You're getting a real deal. And that's just the kind of deal that Andy Lewis here at John Smith just approved. If you don't believe we'll take an unreasonable offer, you just come on down here to 530 West Peachtree and try us. The fellas here at John Smith Chevrolet have their trading shoes on and the sales manager has an extra sharp pencil. Now here at John Smith, you choose from Georgia's best selection of new Chevys. Get immediate delivery with no waiting around. Bring that old car down and find out just how easy it is for you to drive out in a new John Smith Chevrolet. It's the cash trading difference that really counts. Your trading difference is a lot less here at the old reliable. Come down and find out for yourself at John Smith Chevrolet. Rain, the park, and the other things like a map showing you all of the spots the cops never think to look. The cow sills this morning at WQXI. The rain, the park, and the other things. No rain, but if you want to park, just let me know. And just one score to report this morning. The 49ers 76, the 76ers 49. <laughs>
Cash and prizes could be yours. Get your Falcon fact book. Stop at Sinclair service stations. Get your Falcon fact book. And then stay tuned to Quixie. But oh dee do do. Carl standing by in the Quixie newsroom to ask the question, where would this country be without this great land of ours? This is Dr. Donald D. Rose. Stand by to call me for Quixie pick and play. I'm not going to say anything else now. I'll just take a little bromo seltzer and you'll hear from me later. Dr. Don Rose is heard on radio station WQXI in Atlanta, Georgia, from 1967. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 in the option 2 for the podcast scene. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, well, Jeff. How how did I you was all over the lot. I like. It. I think that was a compliment. I think that was a compilation, Jeff, because he was playing stuff from February and he was playing stuff from November, and they were all from '67. But yeah. I think he put some stuff together there. So I think it's just uh, all and, over the uh, map. And, and he had, uh, but I, I read a little article about him years ago, and he what he would do is he had like four or five or even more prep services that he would use to get all that material on his radio show. He was a very, very busy announcer doing that stuff. That's a lot of work. I mean, you got to be really talented to do all that. And he did a really good job. And it unfortunately passed away a number of years ago. And he could do any format. Again, he's one of those announcers. He was doing the music or the kind of the big band nostalgia format at KFRC when they dropped Top 40. And he just knew how to to run a radio show. He was very good at what he did. Yeah, it sounded like he had the Henny, Henny Youngman joke book uh, all lined up there. Yeah. That's kind of what he was Take uh, my wife, from. please. Take my wife, please. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. How did uh, he get the name Dr. Don Rose? Yeah, doctor. How did he get to be Dr. Don? I don't know. And, uh, and I asked Walt once, and he said he didn't know. And, and when he wrote to Don Rose, he didn't, he didn't tell him. But so that's, uh, that's all I can tell you. I, I guess I'll, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, Walt, uh, Walt was... Uh, what I think is uh, kind of funny is I heard one of those jokes... And apparently, I heard it on a different air check years ago because I remembered it to this day. The one about did you wake up grouchy or is she still in bed? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. I like that one. I love that joke. I use that on Teresa all the time. There you go. And, 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 I, I bet and you, that's and why you've lasted so many years, uh, Bernie. You guys are still married after that one. <laughs> you just lost it. Do what? <laughs> you're, you're, lucky. you're not. You're not sleeping on the couch, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> We have a nice couch. We have- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. That's <laughs> funny. He knows. He knows. He knows about. I've been there before. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a nice couch. It's very comfortable. Yeah. He's got a plenty of experience, so he knows. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, from the night that likes it too. Yeah, and the night that he's just passed down. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would love to be a day like Dr. Don Rose. I really would. <laughs> he was pretty good. 
Well, we've had oh, a yeah. real good. Meanwhile, I remember. Yeah. Go ahead. What's up, Bernie? I heard of it to KFRC, and he sounded real good there, too. Actually, even better for some reason. You know, oh, yeah. he would never have left Philadelphia, but he, they, they offered him a boatload of money to go to San Francisco, to KFRC in San Francisco, and that's when he left. And, uh, oh, what a talent. And gone way too young. Um, he, had, he had diabetes, he had complications from surgery, and it just he never was the same after that. So, uh, But right. he, was a, he was a talent that will always, we, we always have air checks to listen to him. Yeah. Pretty good lineup. Some air to me if you ever, you know, if I die, you can hear them after. I'm yeah, dead, you know. Yeah. Well, we, we've, <laughs> you've been on a couple of times. We'll, yeah, we'll that's a, right. Uh, See, there you go. We're, we're no, they're, yeah. they're all on my. Uh, they're them. all on my. They're all on my hard drive. So I'll have to make sure they get preserved in wax or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep keep them handy just in case Teresa kills me after this show tonight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, Bernie. I just <laughs> never mind. <laughs> No, well, I think we better good. move on. Yeah, <laughs> I think we better think every... Hey, you no. guys were real pros tonight when we signed <laughs> on and there was a little issue. You guys were pros. You stayed quiet. I you were. You, you were pros, so thank you. Kudos to you guys tonight on the <laughs> panel. Cause it, and then me too? Yeah, I said on the panel. <laughs> Be careful, Bernie. They might they might banish you to the Stutz building over there in Indianapolis somewhere in downtown. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, the old Stutz building. No, we're going to send him to one hundred five one. The Spanish okay, station yeah, nobody gotta, gets. Brush up on my Spanish. Yeah, that nobody gets. Oh Or one hundred three nine or whatever it is. That and you can play Feliz Navidad twenty four hours a day because that's the that's you right. Christmas and Eris too. too. I can play Eris too. Eris too. And Eris La Grande, La Grande, Suavecito, right. and a lot of that stuff. Yep. Yes. Oh, I don't know how yeah. they think these it's stations gone. are going to make it. I mean, Oye Como Va. I can play that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Or Renee and Renee. What was that oh, song? Spanish, though? I yeah, the name of the song, Renee and Renee. I, yeah, I don't know what it is in Spanish, but I know the one you mean. Yeah. All I'm going to say is you guys angel. were... That's another one that they did. Yeah, you guys yeah. were first class tonight, so thank you. And you did what you <laughs> really helped out. Now, but it gave me a chance to get us on the air and fix it tomorrow. It won't be any problem. Okay. And so... And we'll Bill be Park's there. going to give us all raises. Well, we're, we're, he's going to raise the height of our chairs. Right? Yeah, well, you'll get the same raise I get, Jeff. That's right. There you go. It keeps going out to run this dinosaur. But anyway, <laughs> so Jeff, what do you got for us this last WGTX, one? WGTX, WGTX in Truro. I think I'm pronouncing it right, Chris, because I'm Truro is correct. Yep. On the Cape, Cape in Massachusetts. So and all I'm going to say is Tim and eight uh, minutes they're doing and, their 80s lunch hour. Yeah. So. Eight minutes and 34 seconds, Tim, you'll be on. So. All right. There's a little ID in there, so might as well say nine minutes, yeah. Yep. Here we go. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and we're going to listen to radio station WGTX-FM. The station broadcasts a classic hits format and will join them in their 80s lunch hour. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WGTX-FM on this edition of All Things Radio Live. X1023. Awesome. The greatest hits on Earth.
It's our forgotten 80s lunch here for your Friday X1023. Man, there's there's so many 80s songs that just kind of become earworms stuck in your head, and I think that's why the 80s was so good. Buster Poindexter, Millie Vanilli, Cindy Lauper, they're all on the way this hour. Right now, another earworm for ourselves <laughs> from the Thompson Twins. Here's Lies on Cape Cod's X. This is the Forgotten 80s Lunch. Please spare no expense to bring you the finest entertainment in the galaxy. On the X. Swift facing a little controversy. It's rare that that happens. It's X1023 uh, with the Grammys this past weekend and announcing her album. Saying, saying in a statement yesterday that she was only going to do it if she actually won an award, and she did pretty early on on the show. Otherwise, would have announced it today. Either way, coming out this April. things we used to do it really meant a lot to me you mean a lot to me i really mean that much to you girl you know it's true free on Cape Cod's X and inside our forgotten 80s lunch. It's Buster Poindexter now and hot, hot, hot. Olé, 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 olé. The forgotten 80s lunch. And who are you? The X. X. Gnarly. X1023. Cape Cod weather. X1023. Low 40s on the afternoon high today with partly cloudy skies for the midday, but we should get a little bit more sunshine by this afternoon. Overnight, some fog and clouds will drop to the mid-30s. We have a quick cold front moving through the area on Saturday. We'll stay in the mid-40s, but we could get a few showers off and on through the day with cloudy skies. Maybe a lingering shower Saturday night and then mid-40s, breezy and sunny on Sunday. From the Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton for Cape Cod's X. Inside our Forgotten 80s Lunch, it's X1023, and 48 hours before this song came out right here, uh, the band Duran Duran was told that they, they needed a B-side here in America for their single, and they didn't have anything, so uh, it was a quick collaboration between the keyboardist, uh, keyboardist Nick Rhodes and LeBon. Eventually, this song, though, peaking at number three later on that year, 1983 in Duran Duran, it's Union of the Snake on X1023. This is the Forgotten 80s Lunch. What kind of music do you usually have here? The Forgotten 80s on the X. Forgotten 80s Lunch, always on every single weekday on X1023. We do it at noon, and don't miss out on it. We'll do it again. Come Monday. What do the X and Valentine's Day have in common? Love. That's right. Love. Hey, kids, do you love the rock and roll? Yeah! 
love in a way that only Cape Cod's favorite radio station can bring. I love it. I love it. Get ready for something you'll absolutely love. I love it. Mark your calendars for the full reveal. This Valentine's Day, February 14th. The day when Cape Cod's X doesn't just get better. It becomes extraordinary. 50 minutes of the greatest hits on earth playing every hour. The new sound of X1023. Yo, don't move the dial. One zero two three WGTX. WGTX FM and WGTX HD One Truro, Provincetown, East Ham, Wellfleet, Orleans. Whoa. One, two, three. Awesome. The, the greatest hits on earth. X. One, oh, two, three. Nice warm Friday for uh, for February. It's X one oh two three. Gonna get even warmer tomorrow, and then the chance of a nor'easter next week. And uh, Cape Cod, looking like right now, going to get the brunt of this storm. We'll follow it over the next couple of days. But right now, let's just enjoy this Friday and <laughs> keep rolling nonstop. It's Aerosmith now. Dream on on Cape Cod's X. X1023. a weird uh, headline. Kind of a shocker here. It's X1023, the Red Sox Hall of Famer that actually wanted to get traded early on on his tenure here. Tell you who it is uh, in a matter of minutes. Hang tight. We'll tell you next. X1023. What do the X and Valentine's Day have in common? Hmm. Don't you love to be teased like this? Love. That's right. Love. Hey, kids, do you love the rock and roll? Yeah! Love. In a way that only Cape Cod's favorite radio station can bring. I love it. I love it. Get ready for something you'll absolutely love. I love it. Mark your calendars for the full reveal. This Valentine's Day, February 14th. The day when Cape Cod's X doesn't just get better. It becomes extraordinary. Well, there you go. X1023 WGTX FM from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and their 80s lunch hour with their classic hits format. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. 
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.